Oh, 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 cheeky monkeys. Get on with it. Toffee, toffee. It's black cap. Hashtag Buckheaders. That's magnificent. Hello, John. Hello, dear viewer and listener, and welcome to Workout Wonderland. We are an Arsenal podcast. This is completely unplanned. My computer broke yesterday. Tony, the West Ham fan, who I took to the 1998 FA Cup final, came round and fixed it. The kindness of his own heart. He did threaten to kill me, though, if I didn't um, give him back his two screwdrivers. So they're on eBay, Tony, if you want them. Thank you very much for your help. With me tonight, if your name is Jason and you're in Wales, put your hand up and say hello to the lovely listeners. Hello, listeners. How Go. are we? Oh, hello. He said, he said, he said, uh, how, he's asking how you are. I haven't asked any of them how they are. I didn't think of that. Disgusting. Gav, um, uh, are you dressed? Kinda. Oh, see, when I've done shows where you can't see me, I'm always in a, in a state of undress and a state of panic because I usually have the blinds down. Um, are you okay, Gav? <laughs> well, I'm very, very well, Dan. Dan, how's yourself? Uh, I've been looking at petition.co.uk and there's one on there to stop you coming on our show so often. But when people don't can't do it at five minutes notice, if they can't stop their lives and come and do a podcast, then it's, <laughs> it's their own bloody problem then, isn't it? I'm on more than you these days. Uh, you are, yeah, I know. We hadn't planned to do a podcast this week because my computer stopped working and it turns out it got so hot, the fans were going so fast, they ripped out the hard drive and they ripped out the... Um, the USB 3 leads, so none of it was working. Oh, straight away. Here we go. We've got some people in. We've got Data. We've got The Saint. We have got Akash, who says, uh, yes, it's Welsh Justice. Well, he's been on the last two podcasts, so three in a row. It's just the live shows are um, uh, they, they're even too boring for him to be on. He's just had enough. We've all had enough. So whoever draws the short straws, Jason gives out the straws. That's why he's not on them. I think there's something going on there. <laughs> oh, he says he loves you, Chase. Jason was muted. Here we go. I love you too, Akash. You're a top man. Thank you. As you can see, my professionalism levels are right up there today. Amtoff says I'm naked. Ah, oh, formerly Nosa says uh, good evening. So who else have we got there? Michael Hernandez, as always. Hey, I'm here, boys. At least my wife tells me to shut it off. Lovely. Oh, Archie, they're all here. Let's all take a moment to laugh at Spurs and Dyer. We will that will be coming up because we have very little in this podcast to talk about other than laughing at Liverpool and Spurs, and hopefully Man United getting ruined by Rooney tonight. Uh, hey. Oh, hey, Rob has slipped yeah. straight in with a donation, Jace, of two uh dollar Yuri dues with uh Jace. Been a while, all right, chaps. Oh, yeah, because he's not done a live show, have we? Because we don't usually do the podcast live because Gav's been on them and he tends he tends to get um a little bit um um angry. I suppose the best way of putting it. it might go all strutter, smash the gaff up. That's going to be wasted on most people, isn't it, Gav? I think it will do, mate. It's been a while, hasn't it? You'd have to go back to the early days of ABW and we referred to Gav as strutter because he'd come in, smashing the gaff up, getting angry at stuff. Uh, he used to be very angry, didn't he? <laughs> he there said, was lots to be angry about. Let's be honest. There was lots to be angry about. This still oh, is. It's but, all fingers uh, fault. I don't know. I know. No, don't don't trigger him with the W word. He's, he's he's only said it once in all the time that he's been back doing shows. Oh, I'm I'm banned. I've banned myself from saying that. But like I say, you I'm sure we have... No, I'm not. We'll, we'll just be, we'll, we'll, he'll be referred to as the man formerly known as W. <laughs> you, you mean Mister Invincible? 
Mr. Invincible. And he's the only one. Funny Jay, stop winding it up, mate. It's going, to be a, it's going to be a long hour, mate, if you start on this. Mr. Invincible. Your kid's running around. Hey, Kion Jackson's there from Jamaica. Ed Loud's just smashed in with a donation, and he says 49-49 undefeated. Playing football the Arsene way. Arsenal way, Jason. Cash has put, I'm going to sign in to four YouTube accounts to like this podcast. <laughs> I've, got, I've actually got five YouTube accounts and I could only be bothered to do it with one. So uh, well done, well done, Cash. That would be very kind of you. Oh, you go. All donations going to Danny's half and half stockcast collection. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that thing where right. there was that young bloke who, um, he didn't look pink. And uh, standing outside the Emirates with a half and half flag. Oh, Gav's cut himself off uh, straight away. That um, and you think, you know, that's a little bit mean. That's it. It was from the Guardian people. The most unmean pets. The only paper I read is the Guardian. And I, I think he was actually from uh, Cornwall. I don't know whether he's from Cornwall or not. Gav, don't say anything. You're back in. Don't be rude. What did you do? Go to mute yourself and cut yourself off. <laughs> yes. <laughs> No, I didn't actually. I was I was flipping from the chat room back to the oh, room so that I can mute myself when the the, the kid decided to run in. Uh, yeah, basically I did. Yeah. You should do what we did to Sean once. We sellotated to the tree out the front of my house so much so <laughs> she could lift her feet off the floor. And I got a photo of it. Maybe I should uh, tweet a photo picture of it. Uh, no, so I don't say tweet out because you can only tweet out. You can't tweet any other directions. So when people said I tweeted out. That's a waste of words. Uh, right. So, uh, Jace, what do you think to the title of this podcast? It is called Four, 44 is Less Than 49. What I a genius think, idea. I, I, I think it's accurate. Is it? It's do, you accurate. Tell, do you want to tell the listeners why? And then we might have a little laugh about it. Well, you know, obviously, you know, bearing in mind now in the new world of um, uh, Bin Dipper Wall Pushagum. You know, obviously, forty-four undefeated is, is is a bigger achievement than forty-nine undefeated. Yes, um, it's all a load of nonsense, isn't it? It's all a load of people trying to point score. Look, Liverpool going to the league this season. Okay, I hate it. I can't stand them. I really enjoyed watching them lose to Watford. I really enjoyed it. It, it, it was so sweet. It was so nice. After, especially after the um, uh, Atletico game. And then to back it up and losing Chelsea, it was fantastic. They'll win the title this season. They'll deserve it. The title, you know, the, the, the league table never, ever lies. And don't it forget, it's their first Premier League title. Yeah, their first. <laughs> you know, when when people try to belittle Arsene's achievement and our team's achievement, you know, whether it be um, sort of, you know, the... the the people with one game or a couple of games like Rami Shaban or... You, do, do you know what I mean? It just, it's pathetic. I'd some arse all the other day on Twitter and it was like, oh, this is a bigger achievement than that. And it's like, oh, just fuck off, you're a nonce. You're a nonce. <laughs> you have nothing in your life worth, you know, worth looking after. Just grow up. And, and, and that's the way I look at it, you know. Fair play to, um, uh, to Liverpool. They're going to deserve the title. Well done to them. I ate them. I always ate them. But you know, don't take away what those boys did. It was incredible. Incredible. And the only reason it was 49 was because Mike Riley had to cheat. Because it would have gone on for another five or six games, no doubt. Easily. Easy, you know, easily. And, and, and that's the thing that annoys me. 
if you're gonna, you know, dump your little those guys, whether it be Arsene, whether it be the team, they were fucking magnificent, and nobody's done it since. With all the financial doping, with all the nonsense, it took Mike Riley to end that, and the and the most corrupt game of football I've ever seen. There you go. Was it? Did we lose two nil, or was it one nil? One nil. One nil. So I'm trying Rooney to find di- out. Rooney diving over uh, Sol Campbell's leg, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Tom um, uh, yeah. Tom Daly-esque, wasn't it? You know, oh, don't. Olga he just, just, he just fell. He just jumped up and fell head first. He was nowhere near his leg. It was an appalling decision. Even Liverpool's VAR assistants wouldn't have given that these days. I'm looking at the. It was the next season, wasn't it? Oh four, oh five, and it says we lost two 0 to Man United in October. I think that was. Are you sure? Is that the one? Isn't that uh, you get them confused? What was the one where they completely kicked shit out of us for the whole that was, game? That was every that game. Was, that was the same uh, one. That was that was the one. Fiftieth game that was. Mm. I can't, was it one nil or two nil? Yeah, I've got a uh, I've got a list here of every Arsenal game I've been to, and at the bottom of that is uh, a thing of actually the, the the chat box will know what they're saying. What have they got to say about it? While I'm looking for it, Gav, have you noticed that um, there's some publications? Oh yeah, it was two nil. I always thought yeah. it was one nil. It's weird that. Uh, I was so upset that day. I can't remember to be honest. Here. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I know Rooney dived and Gary Neville joked about it later how they were robbed because they, they had a plan just to go out there and kick us. But yeah. Gav, have you noticed that in the media there have been Liverpool fans going, yeah, but if you add up all the 44 games with the points that Liverpool got compared to the 49 we got with all of our points, the Liverpool actually got more points, so they are actually the winners. Have you seen that one? Oh, don't. That was, that was actually done by someone called Talk of the Cop, right? And the funny one was, was he had uh, Nottingham Forest's record, which was, I believe, 41 or 42 games. And he's counted up his points as being 82, right? Now, back then, it was two points for a win. So he was basically saying Nottingham Forest won every single one of those games. So the, the fellow was just making statistics up. It's just, a, you know, like I say, if you was born and brought up, in the 70s and the 80s, you'll know just how completely unbearable Liverpool supporters are when they're winning stuff. They're like completely and utterly unbearable. Yeah. And it, it's only going to get worse with them. It's only going to get worse. They're, you know, they think their shit don't stink. They've never done anything wrong. They certainly haven't killed any Italians. Uh, oh, just fucking, I, I can't stand them. I'm, but yes, they're, the best team and the best team over a season wins the league. Yes, their manager is very, very world class. Will I congratulate them on winning the league? Would I fuck? I wouldn't. <laughs> piss. I wouldn't piss. No, you ain't going to get no congratulations. Do you know what I mean, I wouldn't piss on any of them. If I'm being honest, I can't stand them. Can't stand the players. Can't stand the club. The only person at Liverpool that I actually got a little bit of respect for is Klopp. And we, That's we, it. we still like the Ox, don't we? No, not really. Oh, right, fair enough. Yeah, I like Klopp. We, we we won't go into that part of uh, we could have had Klopp because we all know that's, that's ancient history. Yeah, but Klopp's a nice bloke. But yeah, I'm just looking at the game here. Um, but they uh, Rooney died for a penalty, 73rd minute. Van Nistelrooy scored it. And then Wayne Rooney scored a 90th minute goal. I don't even remember that 90th minute goal. Yeah, I think it was all was sulking by then. Yeah, probably. But I'm just looking at our run in the Premier League after that. We played Southampton 2-2, then Crystal Palace 1-1, then we beat Spurs 5-4 at their place. 
then West Brom 1-1, then we lost 2-1 at home to Liverpool. And uh, so like you're saying, Jace, we, we we would have uh, well we did. We we drew Southampton Palace and, and beat Spurs and then so that'd be one, two, three, four, five. So that'd have been uh, four uh fifty four games. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm gonna be honest there. We'd have gone on. I, I think we'd have beaten Liverpool. As, look, it's hindsight, isn't it? We can't, we can't, we can't know for sure. But United was the one. It, that was all. It was always that killer fixture at the time. It's a question there from Mike Hernandez, and he says, "Is hating Liverpool a generational thing? Ever since I've watched football, early nineties, they haven't been re- really relevant. I have more hatred for United, to be honest." Well, Mike, mm. yeah, it is, it is generational. Yeah. Basically, yeah, yeah. I mean, everybody that went to school in the, I mean, I I left school in '87, I think '87, '88. Anyway, but so throughout all my school life, Liverpool were winning everything. They were winning the league. They were winning cups. They were doing well in Europe. And everybody whose parents and family didn't support a specific football team supported Liverpool. So. Literally, a third of my school, which was in London, was Liverpool supporters. So, you know, we got stick all the time. And like I say, I mean, all, all my Arsenal pals at school, which, they, you know, there was about 12 of us, but we all went games. We'd all meet up and we'd all we'd all get on the train and we'd all go and watch the games. Uh, much the same for the, the West Ham and the Tottenham lads that we used to knock about with at school. But Liverpool supporters, they hadn't, you know, Hadn't been anywhere near bloody Liverpool, anywhere near a football ground. So when uh, Charlie fucked Rush's record up in 1987, that following Monday at at school, no lie, we we had the scarves and the hats and we're singing Arsenal songs up and down the corridors at school, taking the piss out of the uh, Liverpool (laughs) scores. It classes as probably the only decent day I ever had at school. (laughs) I'll be honest with you. Is it the only day you were at school? Huh? Is it the only day you were at school? Yeah, that's why. In my last my last year at school, I turned up for. Uh, I remember I turned up for a chemistry lesson on a Friday, and the teacher looked at me and said, uh, "What are you doing here?" I went, "I'm supposed to be here." He went, "He said, well, you don't normally turn up." I went, "Yeah, no, I know. It's Friday afternoon." And he went, "Well, he said, if you're going to fuck about, and this is when teachers didn't swear, but he looked at me, he went." If you're just here to fuck about, he said, just go home now. And I went, all right, then, and walked out. <laughs> it's one of those, I, I remember being at school, because Liverpool win all the time. Half of them are Liverpool fans. Then, you know, you know sort of, majority of the rest are all United fans. And that goes back to the Munich Air disaster. Do you know what I mean? There's, there is so much yeah. sympathy for the club. United are all, have always had that massive fan base. But Liverpool had it because they were winning. And, you know, it's funny, right? My mate of mine is at uni in Liverpool. And so we'd go up to see him and we'd go to watch, we'd go to watch Liverpool. And it was, you know, you'd be there and there's always some twat behind you. Liverpool, greatest team in Europe. It's like, oh, fuck off, you wanker. You know, and, and, and all that nonsense about the cop, you know, yeah, yeah, whatever. It's no different to anywhere else, okay? And, and trust me, I've stood there, you know? And not once or twice, four or five times. And um, I, I, I'm in work the other day, and there's three scousers in work. And they're all, oh, yeah, we're going to win the title. So, boys, I'm, you go up to the games. 
Oh, oh no, no. Have you ever been up there? No, no. None of them. None of them had ever been to Danfield. And it's like, so I'm a gooner, and I've stood on the cop more than what you lot, you three combined. <laughs> yeah. Guess how many? Uh, guess how many Man United supporters we had in my year at school? Oh, I don't know. I dread to think. Not many. One. Really? And the only re- seriously, and uh, the only reason he was a Man United supporter is when he was eleven. His family moved from Manchester to London, so we couldn't we couldn't actually understand what he'd said what he said for the first couple of years, right? But uh, yeah, we had one Man United supporter in our year at school. But like I say, there's probably out of I would say let me work it out probably out of like 50, 60 boys in my year at school, probably about 25, 30 were Liverpool supporters who had never been to a game of football. Most of them, <laughs> mo- most of them had two of Nigel Winterburn's right feet when it comes to playing the game as well. Here's the thing, though. It's one of those, like, when I grew up, me and all, 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 me, me and all my mates, we played rugby. You know, we didn't go to watch football until, you know, you were sort of later on in life. You know, you, you were injured or, you know, there was a week off from a game. You didn't go to watch football. You know, and when you, when you went to watch, I remember the first time standing on on the North Bank, I must have been 17. I was being three of my mates, and it's a different world, you know, small town in West Wales, you're up in North London, and all of a sudden you're talking to all sorts of people. You're just, you know, you're just enjoying life. You're just chatting to anyone and everyone and enjoying the game. Chase, like, here's the thing, just on that point, right? Yeah. Did you ever get any stick for being Welsh? No, none. I got hit you. Sorry? Did anyone give you any stick for being French or any other language that they thought you might? No, no, no. It's, it's quite funny. <laughs> it's the first time I was on there. I stood there. I stood next to a couple of guys. Now, obviously, West Wales was very, very white at the time. Okay, like there was there was one person of colour in my town. Okay, oh, and there's the Chinese. Um, the Indian, well, yeah, the Indians there as well. So you're okay. You had three groups of people maybe who were of a different colour or creeds here, okay? And nobody really gives a shit, do you know what I mean? Nobody really cares because you just don't, do you? But you stood on the North Bank and I was talking to a couple of lads and um, you know, they're different colour than me and what have you. And, you know, from around here, you? I said, no. How'd you guess? <laughs> <laughs> he just, this guy just looks at me and laughs. So no, you're a funny fucker. Yeah, you know. But it was it was really welcoming, it was. And that was the thing I always found. And, you know, a couple of the boys who went up to me that day, they were Liverpool fans, funny enough. And they, they openly said they were Liverpool fans. And they had no grief whatsoever. And funny enough, we went up to watch the Swans game when OG was over. I was outside. We were all having lunch at the chicken place on Holloway Road. Uh, one of the chicken places on Holloway Road, sorry. I was having a cigarette and these guys were parking up and so I just give them a couple of directions to help them park. And, oh, oh, cheers, mate. Yeah, no problem, lads. Are you a Swansea fan? No. You know, I just looked at you and laughed and thanks anyway, ta-da. And, and that's what I've always found it up there. So, you know, it, it's it's good. It's good. I'm just looking at the uh, the league table for the last time Liverpool won the league, which was 1989-90. Runners up in the league that season, Aston Villa, <laughs> who have spent the last few seasons in the championship. Uh, Wimbledon finished eighth, who have since then gone bankrupt, in, split into two clubs and are now in uh, the third and fourth tier of English football. 
Forest ninth. They've spent a lot of time in the second and third tiers. Uh, Coventry, uh, I think, uh, riding high in the third tier of English football. Man United finished 13th. Man City finished 14th. Luton, 17th, just avoided relegation by two goal difference. They spent a lot, about four seasons in the conference. And bottom of the league, Millwall, Charlton, Sheffield Wednesday. And uh, top goal scorer that season, who do you reckon? No, hold on, what year? 89-90? Yeah. Uh, hold on. No, Clive Allen would have been a couple of years before that. He scored where, did, where, did Everton, where did Everton finish? Yeah. Was, was it? Uh? It was Nico, was it? Everton finished sixth. Wasn't Lineker oh, then, was it? Lineker's gone. Yeah. Then. That was Lineker. Was it Lineker? Yeah, but for Spurs. 24 goals for Spurs as oh, Spurs okay. finished third in the league. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah, so, uh, and then you look down some of the other leagues. Uh, Cardiff just got relegated to the fourth division. Jace, sad times. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, horrific. And Let's Colts. go through what we should go through what we should go through what wasn't about in 1990. Yeah, well, like, how old uh, you like, 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 like broadband. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mobile phones. Uh, hold on. No, there was mobile phones then. I had a mobile phone in. No, I had my first mobile phone in 1991. So a year after. There you go. So uh, when the season finished, I was 19. <laughs> I'm younger than my child is now. Oh dear! It's flown yeah. by you. I was uh, still living at home. Right, question here from Marley Mo. Um, Arteta has said he's going to be ruthless, but it seems like he's playing his old friends in Urzel and David Luiz, where they always make mistakes and go missing in important times. Well, I'm not sure about the David Luiz one. I think he's been brilliant of late, hasn't he? Uh, even Urzel's upped his game, wouldn't you say? I, I, I do have a shoot at those. I've got to be honest. You look at the Olympiacos game, you know, that, that first goal, he's, he's not even looking. And he's supposed to be the guy. He, you know, he doesn't need to take the, the, the runner out, but he's got to get in his way. Um, so I do have a shoot at those. If you're going to be 10, you've got to be creating a scoring. You, you, you've just got to be. I, I get the efforts there. You know, I, I'm, I'm not taking that away from him, but you do need end product. You know, I, I'll, you know, I look at Eddie Nketiah. I thought he was poor for most of the game he's Portsmouth, but when it marked it, he finished and he scored. And I think I'm, uh, you know, Ozil's got to start contributing on the scoreboard and so, um, it, 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 you know, a lot more than he is at the moment. As for David Luiz, I think he's been superb. <laughs> Gav, you got any thoughts on that while I'm going through all the messages here that some are getting a little bit blue, a little bit blue, bit of blue for t- dads? Uh, that's all right. Uh, no, I, I'd actually, I actually kind of like in David Louise at the moment. I, I'm, not conv- I'm still not convinced he's the ideal player to play in a, a centre back part in a partnering of two, but the way we're sort of lining up at the moment where we've got. Uh, Xhaka sort of covering when uh, uh, you know the, the wing backs are going forward. Sometimes when we're attacking, we, we more or less are dropping back into a three at the back where he's, he's ideal for it. Uh, with regards to Ozil, 
I hope he goes out at the end of the season and he goes out on a little bit of a high. That's what I'd like. I'd like him to go out on a bit of a high this year and then hopefully get somebody else to take him off our wages because he's not the future. He's being there as a senior player. Well, I think he's almost holding people back now. Is he going to get saying, 350 grand a week anywhere else? If not, he's staying for another year. I think that a, a deal was, a, there's, there's going to be a deal to be made somewhere because of the length of time there is on his contract. At the end of this season, it will probably be cheaper for us to pay him half of the money off and then for him to go somewhere where we, well, somewhere like Galatasaray, somewhere in Turkey for if he goes back to Turkey, they can buy his image because we own his, I say we, Arsenal own his image rights, which is why he got such a massive pay increase. And if he goes back to, uh, goes back to, if he goes to Turkey where his ancestors come from, he is going to be huge there. And the amount of money they'll make from image rights there, you, you could well be right. He's huge everywhere anyway, isn't he? Oh, you know, yeah. Not just the it's performance it, of North London. Yeah. I mean, in, in Turkey, let's be honest, you know, they're, anything that he puts out merchandise-wise, they'll they'll have it out for like $5 or €5. Euros, I mean, they've got you know, a match. About, 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 about a day afterwards, Turkey's very, very good at producing counterfeit goods. Uh, but, you know, like I say, has he got... I believe I'm right in saying he's got two years contract left, two years left at the end of this season, yeah? No, at the end yeah. of this season, he's got one. He's got the end of this season, he's got one. So, yeah, I'm sure that's what I yeah. read. On the, so, on the what's that? Shows. Uh, let's work that out. So, uh, 1.4 million a month. We're probably paying him about 15, <laughs> we're probably paying him about 15 million quid a year in wages. If we offered him 10 million to bugger off and somebody else paid his wages of 5 million, he's earning the same money, isn't he? I, I don't see him going. I just don't see him going. I think it's, you know, unless he goes to the US, I I just don't see it. And, mm. you know, you, you look at it, the, the big issue is we all well, have... He ain't going to be going China, is he? No. He's not, <laughs> not. But it, 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 you know, the big issue we have at the moment is we all have our own perspective on the club, on how we should play football, how we should move forward on that view. You know, I listen to other podcasts and, you know, people whose opinions I share a lot of the time. I, You know, you hear one statement and you think, whoa, we are so far, we're worlds apart on this one. But I, I kind of look at it and I just kind of think, I don't think this summer is, is going to be massive for us. I think there'll be one or two cheeky good signings coming in, fingers crossed. I think we'll stick with a lot of what we've got. I think that midfield area is key, and and if you can bring the right personnel in there, I think it solves a lot of our problems all over the pitch. Our lack of mobility and getting up and down at the moment is massive. Okay, and, and it's hurting us a hell of a yeah. lot. I mean, on on that, Jace. I mean, this is like a, again another alternative view. Uh, if we do keep us as all for next year, yeah, uh, we've got uh, Willock. That's learning the game, obviously needs yeah. to fill out a little bit. We've got Smith Road pulling up trees at uh, Huddersfield. Oh, come uh, on, it's, Hud- it's Huddersfield. I know it's Huddersfield, I know it's a, a division down, but when you're getting man of the matches every game and two assists and stuff like that, then... Uh, we have a like team at the bottom of the league as well. Yeah, so I mean, you, you can't, you know, I mean, like I say, it's... No, my point is, you know, based on the back of what you said, is... Do we cash in on on Ozil and then bring in a 
you know, a number 10 who's 24-25, or do we try and buy Ceballos uh, uh, and play him there? Or do we see keep us all and see what happens with Smith, Rowe and Willock? Because at some, at some point, you know, a decision's got to be made on Willock and Smith, Rowe, hasn't it? I don't think it has to be yet. Look, if I'm the man... No, not yet, but if, if, not, yeah. if not next year, the year after. Yeah, well, yeah, it will have to be, but... but I look at Willock this season, you've seen some fantastic football off him, okay? You've seen some really lovely stuff from him, and it's, it's been a pleasure to watch. And then you've seen him struggle at times. And yeah. it's natural to his age, okay? You know, just not... It's a hard not, position, number yeah. 10, Jace. Let's be honest, it's a very hard position to play. Well, he's more than eight, isn't he? He's more than eight. And when you see him driving forward the ball, he can be magnificent. I think Willock needs a good loan. Okay, I think that boy needs to get out there a decent club, maybe, maybe Bundesliga, maybe, maybe even France. Okay, but um, uh, like who, like who? Wouldn't you think someone like someone, for instance, like Derby, for instance? Do you think they'd do well in someone like Derby? I'm not. I, I to be honest, with you, I look at the Championship. I'm not really sure that that may be the place for him to thrive. I think. I think maybe Bundesliga. I think. Ligon, maybe um, a team that plays football, and there's there's more people that know about football, European football than I do. You know, your Johns, your Joshes, they're the people to ask. But I think we'll look, get a bit of life experience, get out there. Um, you know, you've got to develop ESR. I mean, whenever I've seen him play this season, he's been way off the pace. Okay, I think that that lad may need another loan. Okay, I know he went out to Re- to Leipzig, uh, to Leipzig, but you know he's injured a lot there. He needs games under his belt. So the Huddersfield thing is great, but then I'd be looking looking loan out again. You know, I don't think he's he's quite ready yet. Okay, mm. you know you see. Yeah, no, the- I, I I agree, but there there comes a point when these young players are getting to the sort of 21, 22. Oh, yeah, but yeah, but the SR is it's, only- it's, it's got it's got to be give give him a chance or get rid. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but yeah, the big issue here now is this, okay, right? ESR was the 18, right? Okay, mm. he, he needs game time and his injury issues have held him back. So let's loan him out, let's give him minutes. The midfield area, you've got Gwendozi in there, okay? Um, you've got uh, Nelson Martinez, uh, Martinelli, sorry, Sa- um, Saka, uh, Saka, sorry, out wide as well. You you can't bring through two youngsters in that midfield area at the same time. It's too difficult, okay? Midfield is a battleground of the Premier League. And when you don't have enough experience in there or, you know, the, the minutes under your belt, you're going to get pummeled because there's too much knowledge around, you know, you, you look at Henderson, Fabinho, etc. okay? Okay, they're not the most talented, so to speak, but they know their jobs inside out and there's a lot of nous there. So, so, so again, again, like I said, I'll revert back to would keeping Ozil for another season uh, help them learn that trade under him, or would it sort of hinder one of them for having a breakthrough season? Oh, oh that's the million dollar question. To be honest, yeah. like, I think you would do logically. You would do, but is that a position in football where people that you do it anymore? Because most teams have, have moved on from the ten, haven't they? You've got to be more adaptable than just a ten. You need the as we had we a Ramsey who who was everything, which is the the future of that ten position. The attacking, the creating, the the, the going back but and doing it, stuff. But he could also do the defensive work. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's the future. So the, the, the problem you've got, boys, is this, okay? That you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. You know, if you look at the midfield at the moment, for argument's sake, you see, Gwen Doozy's got X amount of minutes under his belt. He's not my favourite player, okay? I, I, I struggle to see what he's going to bring you going forward, okay? I may be totally wrong. I may be totally wrong, but, you know, you, you, they're going to have to hitch their wagon onto one of the horses sooner or later, okay? And which one, that's going to be down to Arteta. But in the meantime, he, okay, so even if you are going to let players go, if they've had a good loan somewhere, let's increase that value. You know? Yeah, no, certainly. So here's another question then on the back of, again, I'm, I'm just piggybacking on what you say here. And I'll ask that question to you and Dan, if that's all right. Do you trust Arteta to get it right with these youngsters? Yes. One word, um, Jace. One word. Yeah, One yeah. word. Come on, son. Yeah. But, the, but this yeah. is the thing, isn't it? You know, we, we again, we've chosen Arteta now, okay? I, I, I see a lot of growth and development in this team. From you know, he only took over at Christmas. He's you know, he's been there two months, really, mm. right? Oh, and and people are having a go already. He's learning the job as he goes along. He's been a manager for two months. You know, he's got a good team around him. I expect fresh people to come in again in the summer to that team, right? Oh, and I expect we'll see him develop his style of play as well. You know, you, if you look at sort of the decisions he's going to make, there'll be people unhappy and there'll be people happy. You, do you know what I mean? He's going to anger some and he's going to make some over the moon. I look at the current um, crop of players at the moment. I see Martinelli as a centre-forward. Okay, that's it. Not on the left, centre-forward. Pepe, I see the talent, but I see a whole host of crap that goes with him, which... That's, I, I, that's- yeah, I mean, go, going on going on to Pepe and, and that position, Arteta clearly loves Reece now, uh, thingy, Reece, doesn't he? Clearly yeah, but, loves yeah, yeah, him. Yeah, but look, it doesn't matter who he loves and who he, and, and who he may think he can get more out of, okay? Right? The big thing for us at the moment, we are going to need a squad. You know, you can't just, oh, we, we, Pepe's useless, let's just go with Nelson. That doesn't work like that. Nelson picks up an injury, he's stuffed, okay? We've invested, we've invested 77 million quid in Pepe. So regardless of our thoughts on him, and he frustrates me, there's some really nice stats he brings to the table. You can see the potential, but we need to be developing everyone. Do you know what I mean? Sacco, um, uh, Sacco, Sacco, sorry, I lost my mind. But, you, you know, you know, it's it's a real juggling act. He's got to give every minute, and he's got to get a tune out of all of them. So, you know, it, it, regardless of who we, you know, you, you look at Nelson, um, the glimpses we saw of Nelson against Portsmouth, oh, you know, that's what we've been waiting to see. And But he struggled this season up to now. But again, I think, you know, it depends who we bring in in that midfield. If we bring in the right players in the midfield, it'll help all these guys flourish. And that's the really big area. Let's not look at, you know, centre-backs, yeah, yeah, blah, 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 I don't care. Your midfield is going to be key in the summer, and if you get that right, then you'll see a lot yeah. more players thrive. Yeah, no, I agree. And this, and we're replacing, this we're replacing players that are sold. I just want to see the money spent on the midfield this summer. 
Uh, and I agree with uh, with Loki seventy three in the chat. Look, Pepe will come good. I'm not saying he's gonna. Yeah, he's he's not gonna be a an over over miles or a Merson or yeah. You know, I don't think he's gonna be pulling up trees and winning awards. But as you said, Jace, his stats are starting to look quite good, especially when you're comparing him to other players in his position. It, it, you know? it's, it's the one thing, man. He's so bloody frustrating, isn't he? You saw him in the I know, and you saw the cutbacks around you, and you're thinking, "Are you a fucking child? Get the ball in the danger zone. Get you, get you, get, get. Let's get flood the box of people and get people attacking space and play the ball into the space." And I, I thought his Olympiacos display was was shite. It was the worst bag of shit I've seen from a, <laughs> you know, from any type of player in a long time. It was awful. Pepe stunk the ground out, but he wasn't alone. Ozil stunk the ground out. You know, the majority, you know, Alba, everybody, well, you know, Alba, great goal. The miss later on was really unfortunate. Lacazette, awful, awful. Ceballos and Xhaka, crap, okay? But, you know, we, they, they can't all have a bad day like that. They've got to take responsibility. And unfortunate as it is, yes, you know, I know, look, Pepe, you know, it's not his fault they we paid 77 million quid for him. It's not. But grow up and, and play adult football. You're not on the school ground anymore. You can't be nonsense about. You've it is, Jace, it is one for you. The, the Olympiacos game, we played, that was probably one of the oldest average ages for our team, so, for our team under Arteta so far. He played all the senior players. Yeah. I mean, Eddie wasn't even on the bench, was he? So, you know, and like I say, I mean, I have been, for anybody who can remember the early podcasts where me, Dan, and uh, God bless him, Mr. Stevie Hillwood, uh, used to uh, debate about the amount of youth players coming through. I do now keep a track of it. Uh, and like I say, I mean, the, the Chelsea game the other night where that, Young Scottish lad had a good game, apparently. I only saw the last 20 minutes. And all the pressure over this breakthrough Chelsea player, well, 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 another... But against Portsmouth, we started five academy players and we had another one on the bench who got on the pitch. Well, we didn't get on the pitch, but we're not getting enough credit for the youth players that we're bringing through at the moment. We're really, really not. Who cares? Who cares what credit we get? Okay, that, that's all that's important. To no, us. not not no, not not just the. I mean, not, I'm not even talking just the press. I'm talking about other Arsenal supporters. There's no real credit for the fact that this is a one. You know, we've got a group of five or six kids coming through at the moment, who three or four of them could make careers at us for the next ten years. We've also okay. got another three or four kids who. Are behind them, and I'm not talking about Smith Road. You know, there's, there's John Jules, yeah, there's Paddy um, Yeah, like I say. So I mean, the, the the turnaround in the in the youth department at Arsenal has really, really improved over the last three or four years. Do really, you know what really it's because they've stopped going around Europe, hoovering up all these young talents who get homesick. Donald Mallon, 
magnificent um, Dutch striker come to us, brilliant, got homesick, went home. They either get homesick and go home or or they lose the will. They go, my God, back home, I'd be getting a couple of hundred pound a week here. I'm getting two, three thousand pound a week once you reach the higher levels of the youths. And they've gone from having all the, you go back and have a look two, three, four, five years ago, no, three, four, five, six years ago, they'd be from all over the world. Now they're nearly all English and with a couple of Irish, Welsh and, and Scottish players. That's the entire squad. That's that's how that's how they've gone about doing it, and that has made such a difference. Because not only is everybody from the area, they've grown up with it. They're more likely to want to stay in this country when they come good. I mean, we have seen a couple of players recently go. Personally, if I was a footballer, I'd go and play all around the world. I wouldn't want to spend my entire career in the Premier League or or in England. But all these players, you know, the Saka isn't going to be looking for a move to Real Madrid anytime soon, is he? But if it was a young Spanish kid, you'd be going like we've got Joel Lopez coming through, really, really promising left back. And, you know, as soon as he gets good, other teams are going to start sniffing around him. And we're ahead of the, I don't know if it's a saying, we're, yeah, we're ahead of the curve at the moment because now the yeah. Brexit stuff has happened. We can't go to La Messiah and steal their young players. I mean, I think they've changed the rules on that anyway. But we will no longer be allowed to go and steal young players from other academies and bring them over here. That's not going to happen anymore. So it looks like we planned for this two, three, four years ago. And now you look through our, our academies, are all English-born players, most of them, which is brilliant yeah. to see. It was a thing. It, it was a. Uh, I mean, it, it's not a fluke, Dan. I mean, it, it was. It was planned. It was a planned yeah. effort. Look, getting through, you know, European and Portuguese stroke Spanish players wasn't. You know, wasn't working. I mean, the number so of French it, kids we had that ended up just doing nothing and ended up leaving. Uh, like they had that that one that young Portuguese bloke left us because he thought didn't think he was. He thought he was too good for Arsenal. Now he's playing in the third tier of um, Portuguese football. Hmm. I've got, yeah, to, I've got to correct. I've got to correct myself. Sorry, over the uh, the last podcast about Willock. Willock started training at Arsenal aged three and a half. <laughs> it was three and a half. Basic. I mean, I think I said on the last show, uh, the last live show. Look, he's been with us since he was about age five, but it wasn't. He was three and a half. Well, he's seen, uh, seen with his two brothers. One of them left because yeah. he wanted to go and play for Man United. And then Man United have let him go. And then he, he's now playing. He's, he belongs to Gillingham. And the other one went off to uh, play H- for Benfica. He's at Huddersfield now, isn't he? Oh, yeah. The, yeah, he's at Huddersfield with um, Smith yeah. Rowe. And the other one went off to uh, to Benfica. Now they've loaned him out to West Brom. Oh, was it this one? The, the, his other brother who was at West Brom on loan has now gone to Huddersfield on loan. Yes. Yeah. One Huddersfield on loan, one at Gillingham. And then he got Willock the Younger been magnificent for Arsenal, doing what they could have been if they'd have stayed. And, and imagine, 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 imagine that. Boys. Imagine that though. My my four year old <laughs> has he got trials? <laughs> my old don't mate. He'll be on trial soon. But no, I mean, <laughs> I, I can't even get him to sit down properly. I can't even get him to sit down and sit still, let alone do any football training or anything. I mean, we're going to start. We're going to start taking him in a couple of months once it gets. Uh, uh, once the weather gets better and once young ladies' dancing exam finishes, he's going to start uh, playing at the local on the local pitch every Saturday morning, which I'm looking well, really forward to. Two older brothers, didn't he? So he probably wanted to copy what they were doing, which is probably why they took him along. And I doubt very much at three and a half you're doing <coughs> the finer arts of. of, of Football, are you? And no, he was. Ob- he was. Ob- yeah, he was obviously taken along with him, with his two brothers. But like I say, to be going training sessions at Arsenal age three and a half, like it's, you know. Well, I'll be just as happy if you're from Republic of Ireland, Northern Ireland, Scotland, Wales, London, any of those lot. I- I'd love to see our team full of um, 
of British players and Republic of Ireland players like it used to be. I mean, there we go, going oh, on back to the old days. Here we go. Oh, hey, you have we got young Robbie Burton coming through. Yeah. Well, he's, 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 he's gone. gone. He's gone. He's gone. Oh. But the you look at Hungary, Croatia. Croatia. But you know, you look at Hector. Hector's an academy, you know, um, uh, product. And nobody represents the Arsenal better than Hector. Yeah, nobody one does. of the few. You yeah. know, no, not one of the few. There's, there's been plenty I mean, one of the few that's worked that's and stayed. Yeah. yeah, but this is the thing. You know, you see with the academies, you see it quite often. Okay, there's there's fits and starts, there's, there's cycles in academies. You know, when Brady was in charge of the academy, at the end, it was a shit show. We had one of the most damning reports on the academy ever when when they, they did an inspection on it. Um, yeah. we, the boy went to Wolfsburg who came in. Freddie was with him. Now we seem to have a bit of continuity there. Freddie did well coaching there. It looks like um, uh, Steve, uh, Steve Bowles doing well coaching there. You know, and we get a good crop through. Murtasek is getting a glowing, glowing report from people I speak to. But he's a highly intelligent guy, isn't he? This guy is. He's a Murtasek. Oh, Oh, God, yeah. No, you know, he's getting a a glowing report on how he's running the academy, the the training that's put in place, how he's dealing with the coaches. Everybody loves him. Oh, Dan, by the way, before we go back to Jace, you got called a boomer in the chat room. <laughs> that would make that would make you that would make you about seventy. <laughs> Jesus, yeah, I'm not sure what that one refers to. <laughs> I always thought millennials were people born on the millennium. Apparently, it's not. It's about t- you were a teenager during the millennium or something like that. And uh, no, it does matter because data is saying that if you're good enough, you'll get a work permit. No. You'll get a work permit if you've played enough international games, or you're in a country like Belgium, where you only need to be playing in, um, in uh, having lived in Europe for yeah, I think, three I years. They haven't done any rules yet, have they? They haven't set. I mean, from the, the past lot, Belgium uh, is one of the easiest places to get uh, a work permit. Well, look, you know, there's certain cultural ties well, we in different parts of the world, there? You know, it's it's like Brazil and Portugal. You know, this. this the, mm. but, but let's wait and see. We can't comment on that. But the one thing, you know. If you want to look at people who've represented the club with honour, you look at Mertesacker. Mm. Magnificent. You know yeah. what I mean? Had loads of stick. Oh, he's this, he's that, he's whatever. Just kept on going. And yes, okay, he wasn't our greatest ever centre-back. That's fine. But, you know... Oh, here you go. Michael's got my point exactly. Don't think they're arguing that nationality makes them good or bad, which it doesn't. I think the conversation is maybe Fabregas would have stayed if he was English. That's exactly my point, Michael. Thanks. Yeah, but as usual. And I wasn't being a tit, Jay, so I was thinking of what country he'd gone to. And it was um, it was uh, a couple of our players okay, have gone okay. to He's gone to Croatia's um, oh, Dynamo Zagreb. Yeah. We have got a young Welshman, though, in midfield there, haven't we? Oh, Another Welshman coming through, but like Zek Medley, he played the other night. Two goals from centre back as we beat. Uh, I'd, I'd really like him to do well. I'd yeah. really like him to succeed. To be fair, he, he should have had more first team opportunities than than he did have. I think by going out to Croatia, I mean, Croatia is a stunning place. Uh, Sean went there in the summer. And I've got a couple of friends who live in Croatia. I mean, in the in the summer it's beautiful. In the winter it's it's horrendous because it's cold. But can't say blame him. It's, it's good to see young British players going out and getting experience. And loads have gone to Germany, and now they're they're going out all over the place. Because I remember back in the day, you would get hardly any. You think Gary Lineker was probably one of the few ones that actually went out anywhere. He had a couple like Ian Rush come back the same day. 
I, I, remember, I remember being in school when we were kids, okay, and somebody said, oh, who's the greatest ever British player to play abroad? Well, I think, no it's idea. that Man United one at Juventus, wasn't it? Well, we, we, we looked at Dennis Law, oh. Jimmy Greaves, and, and of course, John Charles. That's it, that's the one. You know, and, you know, there's not many. You had to be of a real calibre, didn't you, back, back in the day? But I don't know. Um, you know, it's it's look, these kids are going to find their own way to develop their game. Um, how they do that, I, I I don't know. You know, how they you know, how they see it is best for them. You've got agents involved now, you know, the world's a connect a far more connected place than it was when we were young. You know, these 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 kids they, they've got a different outlook on life than we've got. So, you, I, th- you I, think this can- I think this, I think this. I think this current crop have got a bit, they seem like they've got a better attitude. Because, I mean, we, we've had crops of youngsters coming through in the past. Uh, like there's that one, was it Connor Henderson said he's only at Arsenal for the money? He had no oh. interest in football. It was, that was a oh, quote God. of one of those young I'll players. That, <laughs> oh, you get, you get a few like that. Do you know what I mean? You, you I mean that, David Bentley, who didn't like football, didn't you? you, know, you he said he, he was, did the honourable thing. He said, I was offered a new contract. I think Blackburn offered him a contract to go back there and he said, I don't want to play football anymore. I could have gone there and taken the money, but I didn't. A couple of things before we move on. Uh, Peter Ackers, thank you very much, has uh, given us a couple of quid, says, please buy the guy down the bottom an avatar. Sadly, Peter, you can only put an avatar on if you are on a PC. So might get Gav to log in on his PC, change his avatar, so the next time that he's on, he'll have one. But you can't actually do it on your phone, which is what Gav is on. Um, and then uh, Data says... Fabregas would have stayed if Arsenal would have offered more money than Barca. Do we believe that? I don't believe that for a second. He wanted to go. He was promised things at Barcelona. Mm. He was going to go back there, be the new messiah, and he turned up there. And he was he was always going to go back to Barcelona. Yep. Any, yeah, but... Anybody who thought he was going to spend his career at ours, he's deluded. He was yeah. always, always at some point going to go back to Barcelona. At, at some point, yes, but you look at where Barca were at that time, and the football they were playing was phenomenal. You know, they, they, oh, they Fabregas were, was phenomenal, phenomenal oh, at the time. Oh, not being funny, he broke my heart when he left. He broke my heart. You know, uh, you and just, the way that he did it, Chase. Uh, when when they put that fucking shirt in him at that point, okay, and the Spanish somebody should have taken a bat to him. For, for him to even leave them, put that on him was disrespectful to the club and the fans. Somebody should have knocked that fucker out. The banger of order that was, and the way he left, going on strike, feigning injury. You know, I, I loved Fabregas when he was playing for us. <coughs> I'm very, he, I'm very, I'm very sure with hindsight. Even though he did, he did win I, a league title yeah. with Chelsea. I think in hindsight, he he regrets it. Yeah. I would, yeah. I would okay, say, if, if, if he was being honest, I think with hindsight, he's he, he will regret that decision. He has hey, regretted that decision. We all make mistakes, don't we? And, and and the amount of pressure he must have been under must have been phenomenal. But as a fan, you stood there and you're just thinking, I have loved you. I've loved watching you play. And I still like him. Mr. Oh, look, he's not a bad guy, is he? You know, and we all get a bit over emotional about football. You know, we all say silly things. Like, like he's done a silly thing there. I'll say silly things about it. You know, he, he represented the club properly. And, you know, he gave it his all on the pitch when he played for us. You can't ask any more than that, can you? You know, you just can't. But you know, it's um, uh, it's it's just it's one of those things. You know, he. Date is not yeah. letting this go. She says, uh, um, oh, him going back. A surprise. 
There's a surprise. <laughs> Makes yeah, for an interesting yeah. show. I am um, going go. back was Let contingent on firstly how much money he was going to make. Yo, yo, you are all beyond naive. No. Right, let, let's give give her him the last word. Let's move on. Uh, okay. Uh, right. Someone else. Uh, oh yeah, Akash says uh, Cos also pissed me off. I think we might be seeing more of why Cos actually left the whole thing with with Emery and and things not going right. So, yeah, that, um, there's more yeah, to that to come out. Yeah, Michael Hernandez for you, Jace. Thoughts on the Ashley Maitland Niles attitude thing? Because uh, Arteta's recently come out and said that he needs to sort his attitude out, doesn't he? And was it true that they banned his mum from the training ground again or something like that? I I, I don't know, but that again, look. Not, re- not recently, but it happened when he was yeah. in the in the youth team. She kicked yeah. up and got banned. Didn't she hit um, uh, Dick Law? <laughs> Someone should have. She had a go when he was on loan at Ipswich. She yeah. had a go a voice message from Mick McCarthy, you don't want to fuck off, um, saying that it was uh, well out of order, that he wasn't, wasn't being played enough. Yeah, but look, you know, you, let's look at the Ingsley McNamara's thing, okay? It's an exciting young player, okay? Um, won a World Cup at age grade level, you know, um, some good loan spells at Ipswich and, and around the place. Um, a mum who, who, you know, probably got a bit too involved in everything. And there was there was there was the issue with his it's all in the papers about him cutting his mum off and you know it, it all got deeply unpleasant. But look at him as a human being, he's very laid back, he's very relaxed. Probably needs to be a bit more at it. Um, I think you know he's a bit like Ozil in the respect of he has tr- he has issues in channeling exactly how he feels and expressing it. I think you know when you're that relaxed, he's um, you know sometimes you just you, you want to shake people, don't you? You know, yeah, that's something you were mentioning. April 2015 um, from the Telegraph. Arsenal have banned the mother of one of their most promising young players from the club after she appeared to hit Arsene Wenger's chief negotiator, Dick Law, and allegedly threatened to drag her son off the pitch in an under 21s game. Police were called to Arsenal's yeah, London she ground. Did, she did hit him, yeah. I mean, I mean it's it's this thing, okay, you know, where that's a hell of a lot to deal with for any young guy, you know. Um, let's, be honest, look- let's be honest, he must have been embarrassed as fuck when that happened. Oh, can you imagine? Do you know what I mean? I mean, you- imagine trying to play football and your mum's fucking punching oh. the fella that sorts out your wages. Do you know what I mean? You'd be thinking, Mum, Mum, what you fucking do? Oh, <laughs> don't. Go on. <laughs> it's, it's part and parcel of that growing up stage for him. He's there now, okay, you know. He's obviously got an issue of playing right back. He wants to have a go at midfield. I think he deserves a go at midfield. I've got to be honest there. Yes, yeah, he has definitely Dross worked Dross. hard and deserves it. Yeah, when you, when you see some of the draw super out there. But again, you know, Arteta's been there two months. You know, he has to trust Arteta and he has to buy into the long-term plan and earn the right with Arteta now. So I, 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 I don't find it worrying. If you look at Sabayos thing, Arteta's not the kind of guy who's going to cut people, cut his nose off to spite his face. I think he'll just want to see certain things from AMN. And if he if AMN buys into it, then he'll get given a go. The big thing is, you know, is is he going to buy into it or is he going to want to force a move? Well, here's I the hope- quote. Do you want the quote? 
Speaking of, this is from the Daily Mirror. Speaking after Arsenal's uh, win over League One side, Portsmouth, Arteta was asked about Maitland Niles' absence, to which Arteta declared, Ainsley needs to put his head down and work hard. Show me every day in training that he wants it more than anyone else. He wants to play for this club and fight for his place. Well, I'd say over the last few years, he has. He is... Uh, no. No? He can't be. No, because I mean, well, from what I've got, seen, you, I think no, I'm very you've happy. you've you've got you've got to look at the facts of it all, and Arteta is giving every single young player a chance. As we've seen with Eddie, huh? Yes, he's, 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 he's giving everyone a chance. So he's saying, you know, he put Eddie in, and he said Eddie's playing because he shows me in training every day. Yeah, he puts uh, Saka in because he says. It's not his natural position, but he's learning, he's trying it hard, and he's showing me every day. Right? Willock must be showing it to him every day. Now, make the Niles, if he was put if he was putting that much effort in as the others, he'd be getting minutes as well. Because let's be honest, Bellerin, he ain't a hundred percent. This ain't the this Bellerin is not the player he was before his injury. Now, I'm not an expert in ACLs and all that, but He's still in recovery. From what, from what I've read, yeah, from what I've read, it's you've still got a six, you know, once you're fully fit, you've still got a six months to you're going to be, you know, bang back to normal. It could take him a year to be up to speed of how he was previous. So he's got the chance to get minutes. He clearly isn't showing and isn't giving Arteta the feeling that he wants to play even at right back. I mean, if I was a young player at Arsenal, Fuck me, put me in goal. Do you know what I mean? Play me anywhere. I would just be wanting to get on the pitch and wanting to get minutes. Yeah, yeah, and that's the, that's the attitude the rest of them have, which obviously clearly he isn't showing. But, but I think, again, you know, you, you, you look at, at um, AMN, it's slightly different from him. It's been going on for longer. I agree with you. He just needs to knuckle down and get on with it, okay? Whatever he Arteta wants him to do, he's just going to buy in now because I think he's got the talent, right? Huh? He's got the talent to be able to do it. He's got pace. You know, he's great on the ball. He works hard. I think, he, you know, he just needs to manage the situation correctly. We mm. don't know what's going on off the park. Is there an agent in his year? It, you know, what what are the peripherals that we can't see? But and he's not. I, he's not. He's not a young. He's not a young player. He's not a young. You know, oh, he's you not know. a young player. I think he's 23, 24, something like that. 22. And as people have. 22 and as what people are intimating in the chat box as well with Torreira out for the rest of the season there is a free space in midfield I, I absolutely so, and look I, I'd so like it, to see it, 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 it's, it's his time now if he wants it Jace he's got to go out and take it mate the, he I, ain't going to be given it he's got to, he's got to turn up for work every morning what they call work right and he's got to give it more he's got to be he's got to be puking as he comes off the training ground every day He's got to be sprinting harder than anybody else. He's got to be tackling harder. He's got to be making his passes crisper. He's got to be winning the sprints. He's got. He's just got to show it now because there's a chance for him not only to play right back, but also to get minutes in the central midfield. I, I agree. I agree with you. Okay. I, I, there's, I, I look at him. I'd love to see him do well. I'd love to see him given a chance in the midfield, but he's got to go up there and earn it. Nobody gives it to you. And, you know, fingers crossed. They, 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 you know, he can work it out. 
A couple of good points um, in the chat box. Avon Teddington says, I think the turning point for Ainsley was the Sheffield United game. He turned his back and stopped his run short and Flex scored, cost us three points. Uh, my memory of games is awful. Um, Akash makes a good point. Oh, there's Avon's one. Uh, right, okay, so yes. Um, Akash says, when I saw Torreira mark that six foot six Olympiacos defender, I was crying. I think he was crying as well. Oh dear, what a player he was, though. He ain't going to be spending much more time in the um, the uh, the Greek league. I think he got player of the season the season before that. Um, Archie's asking, why is the Bellerin situation different to holding? I'm not sure what that is, other than they both had a similar injury. I think that's like, what they both did. Both in recovery coming back, yeah. they? and then maybe holding was. Stages. I think we were more need of a, to to get a right back back into the game. We saw when Bellerin first came back, it looked like he lost a bit of pace, and now he seems to be a bit quicker, but he's still not 100. percent Is he? It, it's going to take him another six months. Yeah. It's next season. Yeah, Dom always yeah. says things like that. You don't get over that, if at all. If you do, it takes a while to get used to it. Trust me, I've done it, okay. And you know, even getting, you know, even getting back to norm normality can be tough, you know. And and when you look at you know high end athletes, that's a different world altogether because the slightest thing off balance, and you know you're in trouble. So you just you just got to take your time, you know. A lot of people have gone after Bet Hector recently. And I just don't get it. Yes, he's not been scintillating, but he's not really been bad. Yeah. And you know, he has I, been I, bad I, in the past. He's been terrible. Oh, yeah, but this gets into the rewriting of history. He's never been a defensive mm. um, fullback, has he? He's always been an want, attacking fullback. Right? Always want the attacking ones now. Yeah, you know, when, whilst, um, uh, whilst Holding was out, apparently he was the new Maldini. <laughs> you know, and, and he come back and, you know, a couple of Europa League games, yeah, great. It's it's a longer process, you know. We have to develop. We're talking about developing the kids. We've still got more seasoned professionals we need to develop properly. So you know, there's there's a whole host here of things that Arteta has to look at. Winston makes a good point. He says he should not have said he doesn't want to play it right back. Uh, I think it was a was. Do you two think it was a snub by Arteta to bring um, Ainsley on with two minutes of the game to go in the last game? I thought that was a. Uh, He's pushing yeah. buttons, isn't he? Yeah. He's pushing yeah, that, you're going to get a reaction out of someone doing that. And what did he come on? I'm just looking here. He came on in the 91st minute for Reese Nelson. Well, he, then, got his, uh, he got his match fee out of it, didn't he? <laughs> he, got, yeah. he got paid. Yeah, but yeah, I think uh, Winston's right. You can't just go, I don't want to play it right back. Um, plenty of players have uh, made careers out of not wanting to play where they wanted to play. You, you've got to play where you want to. And Dayton made, made a point. Imagine, imagine uh, uh, Lauren when it comes to Arsenal. He's a right midfielder Yeah, I don't want to play right back. Imagine he didn't sort play of like... central for Cameroon. Centre back? No, I thought he played central midfield for Cameroon. I mean, I think he played a few. I've probably played a few different positions for Cameroon, to be fair. Yeah. But he was he was never a right back till he come to ours. And again, like uh, uh, Torre as well. Torre wasn't a centre back. When uh, in anyone's force of imagination, but right he, he made that he made that position his own. Same he worked Gilberto. hard, he trained, and he made it his own. Yeah, Gilberto it's, was it's a centre back in Brazil. Yeah. Was he sort of back grabbing your yeah. chances? I thought he played. I thought he played DM for Brazil. No, when he was in Brazil before we oh, bought him, he was right, centre sorry, back. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, makes a point. She says uh, Maitland Niles played centre midfield in the Europa League and embarrassed, exposed himself. Just not good enough. 
Oh, oh look, like, that's one. That's a one-off game. You don't judge a career over on a one-off game, especially not in an Unai Emery team, which was quite frankly embarrassment. So you know you've got you've you've got to treat these guys fairly. You know you've got to treat them fairly, and um, uh, you know a one-off game. If you're judging any player in a one-off game, well, I don't know what to say. The Saints says Arsenal should bid for Cancelo at City, fifty million pound maybe. Is he a fullback? I don't I know. Idea. I'm not good with other things like that. Loki makes a good point. Perez took ages to return because uh, Perez, much like Overmars, they thought his career was over, didn't they, at one point? Oh, and then uh, Wenger bought Overmars from Ajax and they said, that's uh, why we got him for, what, seven million? And they said, no, he's knackered. Didn't, came back, brilliant. It, yeah. it, it, it's such, you know, when, when you do it, the pain that strikes through you, okay? But, uh, it's indescribable. Yeah? And, and then... When all of a sudden, you know, you've got this joint, which is always, you know, you've always been able to rely on. You've run about like a lunatic on for for all those years. You know, you've you've, you've you know, you've 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 abused your body running through nonsense, playing rugby or football or whatever. And then all of a sudden, it don't work. There's no hold there. You can't trust the joint. Okay, when, when that happens. You know, you, you, your mind, you know, even when you, after you've had the op, you know, you, oh, is it going to give away? You're not trusting it. Is it a confidence thing, Jace? Or? Yeah, for me, it was a confidence thing. Also, he hmm. stuffed the op, so that was a bit of a uh, ball ache. But, you know, I never played rugby again. You know, never. I played, I played a few football games. You know, every so often I play football on it. And now I've got no cartilage on my right knee. You know, it, I, even crossing the road, you know, when you go just to take a couple of quick steps, the pain that goes through, you, you know, the poor body, there's no cartilage, there's, there's nothing there. And, and poor he, life, I, Jace, I've got two knees, I'm not even using perfect working order, very low mileage. Winston comes up with another good point. He says, not oh, seen enough lovely. of Ainsley in midfield to see whether he would be any good there. That's it, how this, I feel. This, this is the thing, Canada. He's gone through the age grade. And midfield, and he's done well. Okay, he's gone out alone and done well there. We've had to use him as a right back, and and and, and he, he, he plays for the Arsenal. He'll play where we ask him to. But I'd like to see him given a go. I really would. I think. Where, where would you like to see him given a go? Central mid. I, I'd like to see him. In a why? Three. Why do people think he's a central midfielder? Because when on reserves and when he was on loan out at Ipswich, he was a right midfielder. I see. Some play for England. And central mid. Oh, of course, you said that. You said okay. the World Cup. Yeah, yeah, I didn't see and, any of that. And he just looked accomplished. And, and I, with his pace and with his passing ability, I just think he could do a job there. I look at I look at Will Luck. I think Will Luck, you know, he's a fantastic prospect. Um, I'm not sure what DM or anything. I, I, I truly see him as a B2B. Okay, but um, he's got to win the right, doesn't he? He's got to win the right. So we'll wait and see. Just looking at his time when he was on, when he was at Ipswich, I mean, it's 15, 16, so probably not overly relevant now, but he started off the season playing either right midfield or and a couple of games at left midfield for the first 13 games. And he played one in central midfield and the next load he played right midfield. And then he was not in the squad, not on the bench. I think that was uh, maybe the message from to Mick McCarthy. And then for the rest of the season, he was uh, he had a couple of games at right midfield, and then he was either in or out of the team. So started off looking really well, and then uh, yeah, things fell apart near the end. But 
the the World Cup win, like you're saying, Jace, is more recent. So maybe that's best what we should judge him on. Um, uh, uh, where are we going to go now? Uh, <laughs> Big Bunny Kane. God, uh, Gwendozi is a cheap rabio. We used to call him budget. Or Chris used to call him budget rabio, didn't we? He, we or he. <laughs> yes. God love Chris. Oh, here you go. Avon says uh, Ainsley has always said he is a winger. So, uh, mm. Yink, yeah, this is the problem. He's not getting in ahead of Pepe and Reese Nelson, even though no, I, no chance. You know, you, Reese can play either side. I know. You can you see what Loki put for you. How about the carpet burns days, Jace? Are they over? <laughs> no, he doesn't do deliveries anymore. What are you on about? He's, uh, yeah. Have to give that up. <laughs> yeah. Tell me about yeah. it. Um, <laughs> cheers, cheers, Loki. But uh, you know, like, you know, you, you look at those winger positions at the moment. I still see Martinelli as a centre forward. He's on the left. You got Saka as well. Okay, um, you're going to have um, Tierney coming back. Then you're going to have you got Pepe and Nelson. You got Alba. Those are some stacked positions. And you know, maybe he is a winger, maybe that's his best position. He's gonna get know. sold, he's gonna get sold in the summer, mate. That's what's gonna happen to make the nose. Okay, we don't it, have any League Cup games, Europa League games, group stages for him to try it out, has he? Well, they're all important no. league games now. My, 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 my prediction is he'll be sold in the summer to <clears throat> either a championship side or a side in the bottom half of the Premiership or a side that's just getting promoted. You mean someone like that's a Derby, Leeds, a West Brom, something like that. Someone like that, yeah. That's where he's, that's where he's going. He's he's not going to make it out. He ain't that. Here's one from Michael Hernandez. Well, Van Nistelrooy started off as a goalkeeper, so maybe players should listen to their managers. They too, and Archie's Pepe was a keeper. I think he means Pele, but we all we all know that. Um, Tony Adams was a centre forward. Ashley Cole, as we all know, was a striker. Um, oh, here we go. Now, yeah. Uh, a question. I'd want to read that first. Oh, here we go. It's going to make this a thunder question. I always have to. I have to proofread these before we move on to it. <laughs> what are your picks for going down, uh, Gav? What do you reckon? Who's going to go down from the Premier League? Uh, hopefully, after West Norwich. Ham. After Norwich's fantastic win at the weekend, no, uh, Watford's fantastic win at the weekend, and Norwich's great win last night. Bottom of the league is Norwich, twenty-one. Aston mm-hmm. Villa, twenty-five. Bournemouth. Watford, West Ham, 27, Brighton, 28, and then there's a four-point gap. So we, I think we all agree that Norwich are doomed, do we? Mm, you never know. relegation with 10 games to go. What, what Norwich have is Norwich have a player up front who, uh, who, who scores goals. So that might be uh, their saving grace. What I would really like is West Ham, Villa and oh, Bournemouth. I'd love West Ham to go down. Because Bournemouth, every time we play away at Bournemouth, They've got a shitty little ground, which is completely disrespectful to our less abled supporters. Uh, you know, the, you know, like I say, for the Arsenal Disabled Supporters Association to recommend that, play, that fans did not travel to that game, it must be bad because they, you know, they suffer with a lot, and you know, they put team, they put clubs straight when there's something wrong, but for. The art for you know for the ASDA to actually turn around and recommend people don't go to Bournemouth again. Uh, and they've got that shitty little ground with no fans. Uh, well, we're not no fans, but you know we've not enough fans in the ground. Every time we play away to them, it's in November or January. 
right? I mean, if Bournemouth had a 60,000 ground, let 10,000 Arsenal go, and we played them every August, I would love them in the Premier League. Because that would be one fucking great weekend. But they don't. It's, yeah, so Villa, West Ham, Bournemouth. I'd love to see them through. Just fuck off. Apparently, Pepe was a goalkeeper and he didn't mean Pele. Sorry, Archie. He's a, yeah, he's a wake up. I didn't I know that. Did he, were you? No, no idea. No. Who's going to go down, Drake? Norwich, Villa. I'd, I'd, I'd like to see Watford go down because that yeah. really would be funny. Liverpool losing that game to the team will go down. And I, I don't like Watford. I, got a, I, I just don't like them. Plus, Bournemouth um, cheated their way to get back up into the Premier League. And when Watford, if Bournemouth do go down, they are in trouble with the Football League because the, the Football League doesn't run the Premier League. When they go down, they're in trouble. They're going to get a huge fine because they spent all their money on, and um, they spent too much money on wages to get promoted. Go and Google that because, as usual, I've probably got it partly wrong. Oh, look who's in the chat. It's Buddy Chimp. Hey, where's it? Where did he jump on? Jump he's on. Hu- he's a huge fanny. He's a great fanny. He's, um, he's one I'd like to see go down because they're a fucking ball ache for us at the moment. Um, and Villa. Yeah, I'd like to see Villa go down. I'm not much of a fan of Also, if Norwich do go down, you've got Cantwell and Aaron's at right back. Those two, they're a couple of really good players as well. So, yeah. uh, Rice at West Ham? Yeah, I'd like to see. I don't want Norwich to go down. I like Norwich. Um, I I want Bournemouth and Watford and West Ham to go down. No problem with West Ham fans. I just don't like the fact that their owners are using an Olympic stadium that everyone else is paying for. And it's a terrible... I paid for that, Dan. I'm the only one of us three that paid for that. I just paid for that. (laughs) My my council tax paid for that ground. You get a free ticket for every game. Oh, bollocks. Do I I fuck, mate? But it did. Like I said, after, after the Olympics, it did take them three years to tidy up the local park. And the local, the, lo- the, lo- the lo- Yeah, seriously, the local park near us was used for the uh, the army to stay in whilst the Olympics was on. And they left it in a right shit state. It took them about three or four years to tidy it up afterwards. And I paid for that as well. Did I get a free ticket for the Olympics? Did I fuck? I got to see the fucking flame go past at fucking 10 miles an hour. <laughs> Fucking ten, 10 deep where you couldn't park within a mile of the route and it completely fucked the traffic up for the day. Anyway, fuck West Ham, fuck Villa and fuck Bournemouth. Well, there you go, people. That's that, that's that perfectly summed up. Um, well, what else are we going to cover? Should we have a little, little bit of a laugh about the current form of Liverpool and Spurs? Because, uh, I'm watching your video here, actually. Oh, is that, is that one where is he is he gone into a crash for Spurs uh, supporting kids and gone in and beat all their kids up? That's absolutely ridiculous what he's done there. Yeah, what the no. I, yeah? Talk people through bro- it because his, bro- his brother's having his brother was having a, a row, wasn't he, in the stands with someone? Oh, I didn't know. Dyer, that. Yeah, Dyer saw what was going on and decided to run up there and join in. So basically, what's happened is somebody obviously one of the fans has given Dyer a bit of abuse. Uh, which you're likely to do if you just got smashed out, if you just got knocked out of the FA Cup by Norwich right at home, right? So, you know, all the players are getting, you know, as they say, pelters. And uh, one of Dyer's family took offence to somebody slagging off Dyer. So an argument's going on. He missed a think... penalty, didn't he? No, he scored. He scored, oh, he he scored, scored the he's, first one, didn't he? He scored the first one, yeah. yeah. Oh, they're top oh, of his last. 
Tottenham's last penalty, Jesus, could he have hit that any, any worse? He might as well have just like side-footed into the middle of the goal. I mean, it was the one of the worst penalties I've ever seen, but so funny. Neil yeah, says imagine Dyer not getting a ban for that. I, this is the thing. He's got to get banned. The briefing that came was straight away, and somebody put out there, oh, he's gone to confront somebody who's being racist. <laughs> yeah, no, oh. Avon, but the penalty the FA should make Tottenham serve is to die to play every game until the end of the season. Oh. <laughs> he's, he, he is, he is, he is, oh, he, he's, oh, I, I don't know. I'm not going to say too much now. Yeah, but no, you know, no, no, like if we say too much now, we'll score the winner against us in the NLD, won't he? You know, it's, it's just one of those, but he's got to have a. It's got to be at least a five-game ban for that. Well, some people here are saying Matt Roberts has put that um, they were possibly yeah, being racist abused towards Fernandez, and so does the Saint. That rumor that racism was yeah, being yeah, shouted. There was no racism at all. It's I've not heard brother, the audio. It's his brother. It's his brother arguing with somebody. It, it's been. It's because there were there were Spurs fans. I think. He, I think he's. Well. I think he's. I think his his brother must have been must have been sitting in the boxes behind because I can't understand. Yes, it's, it's, he's, he's, he must have been he must have been in the boxes above that terrace, and you've obviously seen you know him pointing and having a go at somebody. Dyer's looked up and seen his brother you know looking you know in that situation and gone up there and it's mm. it's daft. It's absolute. It's, it's, it's so funny looking at it. Do you know what I mean? The funniest I, comment it, I saw, has he, has he gone to find uh, Lamella's penalty? <laughs> <laughs> you see the heat map of him as well, where the heat map is all around the centre of circle and then it goes into the stands. <laughs> I, it's, it's one of those. I mean, you know, he's got to have at least a five-game ban for that. You, you can't. can't. Well, if you don't, then other people might do it. Well, this is the thing, you know. It's you not down to him to go and sort out trouble in the crowd. That's what you um, get trained well, professional. Yeah, but that's funny. You if you celebrate a goal and you go too near the crowd, you get a yellow card. Yeah. Okay? He's mm. gone in to confront the fan. You're not allowed to do that. You know? Here we go. We've got a question from Neil. Um, he says, what do you guys think? Uh, what do you guys think? Uh, keep Alba if he wants to sign or raise some cash from a 30-year-old. I think if, if we don't get... Well, I think he wants Champions League football, does he? At 30, what's he got? Two, three more seasons left in him and he's not going to want to spend that kicking his heels in, right. in the Europa League, is he? Yeah, but it depends. Is, is it that like, he's got a year left in his contract? Okay. Yeah. Raul said, oh, you know, we're going to sell him if that happens. Well, Raul, tell to put your pants up, son, because you made a, you've, you've talked a lot. You've delivered next to fuck all. So, you know, you've now got to do the do. So you're going to have to sell him unless he's going to sign a new contract. And, you know, what's the offer going to be like? Because that's the big thing. Are we going to get value for money for him? You know, if the right money came in for, for Obama Young and Lacazette, I'd sell them both. Okay, but it have, it'd have to be the right money. And you'd have to have the right replacement ready. This is now where all the club's planning comes into play. I think formerly knows has got it. I'd say begrudgingly sell him, which I think. Begrudgingly, yeah. I mean, a man of that, I mean, he's a goal machine. No matter where he's oh. played, he's banged in the goals. And that kind of person is much... I mean, you look at Barcelona, they've had to go and get that bloke in emergency transfer, didn't they? And they're not even playing him. And you've seen... Yeah, I made I made a point on Twitter. I said, how comes the world is going mad about um, Pepe, 72 million, not doing anything? And you've got um, who's the French lesbian who plays for Barcelona. What's his name? <laughs> Dembele. Dembele. No, one with the wanky hair. Even Chris wouldn't have hair like Dembele that. Dembele or Griezmann. 
Oh, that's so Anton Griezmann. 120 million pounds, and he has scored eight goals in the, the Farmers Farmers League. Absolutely, that is, he should have got about 40 goals this season. He's got fucking eight, 120 million, which they won't bloody do. They're just waiting for one of their grounds to get their training grounds to get sold and bought by the council again to pay off the bill. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think Uber's going anywhere. I don't think a bang going anywhere. If no? we lose him on a free, no. okay, if we lose him on a free, Raul has to go. Yeah, that's <laughs> throwing big, money away again. We can't the, do that yeah, The biggest issue facing our club at the moment is not whether we sell Lacazette or Aubameyang. It's Raul Sanlehi. Raul Sanlehi is the biggest issue at our club at the moment. He's fucking... He's, Ivan Gazidis 2.0. This guy's a bigger clown than Gazidis ever was, okay? And that's saying and, something. <laughs> and you wait until we have to publish the agent's fees that we've been paying. Right now, I, I, I've got to be honest. This guy knows fuck all of a football. Okay, he's a fucking idiot, and it's all he's doing. Choice. People are so, agreeing. Archie says, "Jason, one hundred percent." Michael Hernandez, totally agree. Jason, people, stop this. Go on, Jason. Yeah, well, I've, I'm always right, but you know, you, you look at this now. Okay, when, when 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 we start publishing how much we're paying agents. Then everybody's going to be there. It's going to be like me a cat mansion, then, isn't it? Ooh, oh, what's all this? <laughs> Don, all this bollocks in the summer with Don Rowell. Okay, you know, fucking Cedric Suarez. Is he still injured? Do you know what I mean? It's so funny that we bought another injured player. Oh, oh, I, don't, don't get me fucking started, okay? You know, look, you know, we have to get some tied up thinking about the squad and the way we're going to take it forward. It doesn't matter who we sign at the moment, okay? It, it's, it's just one of those where we have to look at, right, what's the long-term plan for this club? It's got to be Arteta's plan. See okay? what you've done, Trace. All your ranting in the fannies group, Neil's put spot on, Trace, Rowler's and that a fraud. He didn't used to think that. It's just constant bombardment. I'll tell you what, okay. Brainwashed him. Exactly, exactly. I don't know, Neil. Neil... You've been groomed, okay? Not the bloody naughty type either, the proper type. But no, but this is the thing, okay? It's got to be joined up thinking, right, how are we going to play the game over the next couple of years? What type of players do we need to achieve this, okay? What type of players are we, get, are we going to get in? Where are we going to get value for money? You know, we, we look at somebody like Ceballos. A talent is there. This kid is a, he's a talented player. Is he the money? Is he going to? Are you able to get him for the money that you need? You, you, so you want to pay for him. Combined with that, is he a bit one-dimensional for your needs? You've got a lovely passing range on him, you know. But we we've not seen hardly any of him this season, and the most of what we've seen from him has been bang average. But there's still a talented player there. We have to look at you know the money we want to spend. The players we need, that midfield is, you've got to sort of get it right this summer. If we don't get it right this summer, we, you know, forget about Champions League for another year. Because, you know, it, it, we've got to do it properly. And if we're going to do it properly, that fucker Raul needs to be nowhere near anything. We can't, we, you can't, we've, we've seen this too many times under the man whose name begins with W, who we won't mention. You can't sell your top scorer uh, and expect to improve the following season. It's not going to happen. 
you know, like I said, you know, we sold Henri and then we sold Van Persie and then we sold Vieira. Yeah, well, we sold Swat, we sold Suarez, or Sanchez rather. Yes. You you can't you can't like I say you can't keep repeating these same mistakes. Yeah, but I would they, have they, no. Yeah, I mean, I, per, per, personally, I think look, if any of the forward players are going to go this summer, it's going to be Lacazette. I think he's going to go, and I think he's going to pull a Bangyang back in the middle. Uh, hopefully, entice a bang. Ho- hopefully, entice a Bangyang to sign, even if it's only a one-year extension. You know, give him a, a few more quid. Get him back, you know. Get him in for another year, and see where we are at the end of the year. I mean, obviously, players have got it in their contracts that they do get more money and they do get bonuses for actually getting into the Champions League. Now, it's all well and good a player, especially one of our best players, saying he wants to leave to play Champions League football. Well, play better, mate. Score more goals, and you would be. So, yeah. you know, it, it, it's one of those. But I, I think Abangian, that saga this summer will go on and on. I fully expect Lacazette to go quite early in the transfer window. I, I think he, his time's gone. But like I say, Abangian, I think that's just going to drag on and drag on. I think the big thing, you, you know, you're right to what you're saying, okay? you, know, you can't afford to let those goals go. And Abangian's been a clutch player for us this season. We've been able mm. to rely on him. When, well, if, if, honest, if, 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 he, if he goes, right, we're, left yeah. with La, La, we're left with Lacazette, who, like I say, I, I think will probably go as well. And after that, we've got Martinelli and Eddie. And as much as I would love to see them to playing every minute of every Premiership game in two or three years' time, they're both not ready for that, you know, two or three game every week consistently banging the goals in then they're not both neither of them are ready for that right now yeah. so if we do get i mean like i say i think Lacazette's going anyway if we do then get rid of a bangyang as well we're not going to get a great deal for him because he's only got one year on his contract and secondly we've then got to replace him and we're not talking about replacing anybody we're talking about somebody who's got them since he started playing for arsenal he's got more premier league goals than any other striker than any other player in English football. And he's so, not even playing as a main striker. Imagine what he could do if he'd have been every single one of those games up front on his own. Well, exactly. I mean, again, that, that's a different conversation to whether or not he is actually a better off coming in off the left or is he better off up front on his own. I, I often worry about his ability to hold the ball up and to bring other players into the game when he's up front on his own. But you've then got the issue, look, who are we going to be able to buy I mean, we're not going to be able to buy Aguilero. We're not going to be able to be able to buy Harry Kane. How about that Argentinian be... Gav? You know the one who's at Juventus at the moment. You know, you know what I'm saying. You've you've got like I say, if 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 you get rid of a Bangyang for like, and we get even twenty, thirty, forty million for him, right? We're not going to be able to replace him like for like for anything under 80, 90 million. So it would basically almost mean using the whole of our summer transfer budget to replace somebody. Whereas you're better off just giving him a huge payment, you know, giving him a huge bit of uh, more cash and getting him to sign a year extension. Anyway, I'm going to shut up now because I need another beer. 
His wine. Uh, Neil makes Neil makes uh, another point. He says uh, Arteta has a real plan, and whoever he wants, I'm on board with. To be honest, the recruitment previously has just been no plan. I think Alba will sign and stay. And as Gav says, you can't sell goals. Yeah. I mean, they're both right, dedicated. You know, you, we need joined up thinking for the whole squad, okay? But those goals that Alba's you know piled in with, you know, I feel for Lacazette. I do feel for him. But your job's to score goals, fella. And you butchered some proper opportunities this season. Um, I look, look at Martinelli, Niketia, he costs us nothing. Do you know what I mean? And if he can be a fox in the box, somebody, you know, somebody did maybe just a super sub, maybe somebody, you know, he's going to grab your game, uh, a goal and you really need it. Fantastic. Matt Roberts asks a bit here, Jace. Could yeah. that mean players like Smith Rowe and Eddie will be asked to step up more if Alba leave in the summer? Look, we've got, um, we're going to go for another maybe five minutes. I think we just need to quickly answer that. And then we need to cover the Torrey Error thing is going to be out for a couple of months. Yeah. And then um, uh, find, do the the, um, the the gentleman's nods at the end. So, what do you I think, think of that? Them stepping well, up. I think everybody has to step up. I think, you know, if you. If you look at the Olympiacos game as the prime example, we saw some gutless performances from seasoned pros, uh, and it was pathetic. It's it's very hard to ask the likes of Saka, Willock, etc., to carry this team. They haven't got the experience. They haven't got the minutes under the belt. Okay, so you know we need to sort of just take our time with them. We need to develop them properly, but. Never mind ESR and the rest of them stepping up. Lacazette needs to step up, okay? Um, Mesut Ozil needs to step up. Ceballos, Grand Xhaka, Pepe. These guys need to step up at this moment in time. And if we can get more goals, you know, you, you only need... If we can get four goals, four extra goals from each win, four more, there's another eight goals. Do you know what I mean? If you can get four or five goals... From the ten position, all of a sudden you start seeing a different makeup to this team. You start painting a different picture. But you know, goals from midfield, they just dried up. You've got to get more goals from the wings. You've got to get more goals from ten. I know it sounds obvious, but it's just—it's got to happen. Do you, think we, do you think? Do you think we should shoot more? <laughs> no, I, think, I, think, I think we need different personnel in midfield. It's a sentiment. Like, like I say, I think with the players that we've got in the squad at the moment, if we only lose Lacazette in the summer, I'm quite happy and quite confident with what we've already got at the club. The main and the defence, again, once holding's back, we've got that young French lad coming over in the uh, for next season as well. I think the defence will sort itself out. The money this summer has got to go more or less with a complete rebuild of our midfield. A complete and utter rebuild. It wouldn't even bother me to see three new faces in there, but that—that's where the money's got to go. We need, we need a box to box who can score a few goals, uh, whilst deciding what's going to happen with Willock and uh, Smith Rowe. We need a defensive midfielder, and yeah, we need another, probably another box to box as well. So. Yeah, that's where the money's got to go in the summer. The money's got to go on the central midfield. Everywhere else, Not on I'm Asia, quite happy. Please. 
Well, it's going to go on there, isn't it, Dan? It's going to go on now there. Again. Some of it will do more than we've done before. But uh, we, we would have been left out far too much in the past, weren't we? Right. Um, we've got a bit on that, Jace. And then after that, Jace, we need to talk about Torreira for the, yeah. for the last couple of minutes. The, the big thing we need is mobility in midfield, OK? Um, Ceballos isn't the answer for me, OK? Let me go back to leave somebody else spend their money on him because he's going to win. Grealish? Grealish at Fida? Grealish? I, 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 he's going to United, isn't he? As far as I'm aware. He's got Spurs or United written all over him, isn't he? I, he's that's that's yeah, no, he, they, they, he'll go for big money. Okay, yeah. I don't think he, he can afford him. He has, he has said he loves playing at Arsenal. Oh, look, I, I, he's he a loves lovely, the ground, he's a he loves the Arsenal. Player. He's a lovely player. He could be the answer. I just think we're going to go priced. Okay, I think you're going to be looking more at that French league or more at an unknown coming through. We're going to have to take a punt, right? Or? And you know, I, I just look at it. It's Jacques, I like Xhaka. I don't think Xhaka's des- deserved a tenth of the stick he's had this season. But I don't think he's the answer for us either going forward. But you're going to have to replace him with a more mobile ball player. You know, we, we talk about B2Bs and defensive midfielders. We need a couple of B2Bs, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree there. You know, and, and we need to coach them. And if they're not defensively aware, coach it into them. Um, we, 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 we need, like I say, we, we need a, a B2B who, as you said earlier, uh, is going to get like the five to ten goals a season. Yeah. We, we need somebody like that. That's what, we're, that's what we're badly, badly missing. I mean, all of our assists are generally coming from wide positions anyway. Yeah. So it, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's the box to box who, you know, I mean, there are sat, we need somebody like bloody... Gerard Lampard, uh, like I say, I would take Grealish. I'd, I'd, I'd even be tempted to have a look at that young blonde kid with the long hair at Norwich. Oh, you look, you look he, a player, but but the thing is, okay, I, I, you know, when you when you talk about our team at the moment, I think Laka really misses that player coming from central deep. Do you know what I mean? He he likes playing off somebody coming up coming up the channel. Yeah. There. Well, well um, he's never gonna he's never gonna get that with Ozil. Ozil's not yeah. gonna run past him at the moment. Ozil, he needs Ozil, yeah, Ozil's far more lateral, okay? And mm. you know, I, I I think we need to I think you know you look at Maitland Lines, I think he's got all the tools in the box to be able to do that kind of role. Whether he he's got the right frame of mind for it, I don't know. You know, no, he's going, he's going. Well, maybe maybe he is, okay. But even if he's going, we're gonna have to bring in a couple of players in midfield, in my opinion. Oh, definitely. All, all, um, the, all, all the big money should go there. All the big money should go there this summer. And, you know, I don't think Arteta fancies um, uh, Torreira. You know, I know we're going to get him to him soon. So, I think you could see two out and two or three coming in. But let's wait and see. Mm. Well, you look at our first team squad at the moment and everybody has played a game this season. Total goals for Arsenal. Bummer Young, 61. Ozil, 44. Lacazette, 44. Jacker 11, Martinelli 10, and everyone else below 10. So we've only got three players that have scored more than 11 goals in their career at Arsenal. And that's why, I mean, it's something simple like Xhaka. His first season, four goals, three, four. This season, zero. 
he always had a couple of screamers from midfield with him. He's been playing a lot deeper this year. Oh, yeah, no, I'm not saying he's, yeah, he's yeah, the yeah, problem, but I'm saying we need, like Jay's was saying, we need goals from players all over the pitch. And if you can't yeah. have them all over the pitch, you do need a Gerard, a Lampard, um, a David Platt, someone like that, who, who's going to play in midfield yeah. and he's going to be a goal threat. And we don't have any of it. In fact, we've got yeah, too many. Funny. We, we, we allowed you to walk out the fucking door for nothing in the summer. Yeah, but when we've got a midfield three of Torreya, <laughs> Xhaka and Guendouzi, there's not a goal between them. Well, not, you know, not being funny, Akira. You know, you, you look, it, it's pointless. What we did in last summer was tantamount to suicide. You know, I, I, and it's an absolute joke that that twat Raul has still got a job. It's an absolute joke that anybody listened to him saying, oh, let's give Emily a three year contract. It's all you had to do was look at the football being played. It was fucking embarrassing. He lost the dressing room last season. And, and and then to let players go, oh, you know, you're only goal-scoring threat from midfield. Well, it's fucking bright, isn't it? Well done. Let's give you a goal star, you massive pat. Do you know what I'm I mean? Really, I'm really starting to get worried about your blood pressure right now, Joe. I'm not being funny, OK? We've had a fall of this shit for too long now, OK? Right? And the fucking lunacy I've seen. You know, you, you, saw, you saw experienced professionals... Darren Bird just going, Sven Midsmintart going. You know, do you know what I mean? You, you you can't allow to let quality people walk out of your club like that because you want to be Billy Big Bollocks at the club. Well, let's kiss on the street, Don fucking Raul. You're a fucking fraud and you need to. <laughs> if he doesn't like it, he can come on here and fight his corner. Oh, if he, if he doesn't like it, he can come here and fight his corner. <laughs> I'm in cheese. Right. Um, <laughs> oh, it gets my goat. Are we going to be all right without Torreira? Does it just mean it's going to be Xhaka, Ceballos and one other in midfield for the rest of the season? Uh, will, will will that get us top five? I think that's what people need to know. Mm, well, it's... With everyone else not wanting to win. Well, you, you're going you're gonna to say, really, look, it, it puts Guendouzi on the pitch a lot more and... What Guendouzi gives you, which no other player gives gives you a great deal, he gives you the shit housing, and I'm a big fan of shit housing. Uh, you know, he's going to wind opposition players up. He's going to be booed by opposition fans. He's going to dive slow games down, all sorts. Uh, he's going to play well in some stages as well. But again, he's one of those where. Arteta has been planning just right. Arteta's been pulling him in, pulling him off, pulling him out. <laughs> that sounds rude, sorry. Uh, but, you know, Arteta's not been planning week in, week out, which is, if you look at it, Sakura aside, he's been doing that a lot with the younger players. And I think that was really what his, his game plan was. He doesn't really want to play him, uh, to, you know, twice a week. But, like I say, I think that, it really is going to be down to Guendouzi to step up. And as I said in the last pod, uh, after the Pompey game, I think the way that Guendouzi handled himself after being booked was exemplary. I think Arteta will look at that and say, you know, he's improved there, he's matured there. Because in any other game, and like I say, you know, obviously it's a fucking completely stupid thing to get booked for by the ref. The ref was a fucking idiot. But the way when, when Doozy handled himself afterwards by not even putting himself in a position where he's going to get another yellow, uh, 
a year ago he'd have done that, wouldn't he? Oh well, yeah, a year ago. I mean, yeah, like I say, a year ago Arteta would have had to have took him off by the sixtieth minute just to stop him getting booked again and us going down to ten men. But I thought he was very, very mature in how he handled the rest of the game after that, which which bodes well because we we haven't got too many options, have we? Let's be honest. The, the, the big the look, you, you're looking at Torreira at the moment. He's out. Tough. Okay, we can't wonder about that. But no. you look at you look at. Uh, uh, I thought Arteta played very well when he when Arteta uh, uh, was playing very well when Arteta did select him. Okay, um, he is too lightweight in my opinion. Okay, he hasn't got that Kante engine to get him around the the, the the park, which I think you need in the Premier League if you're that size. But you look at what Arteta's doing at the moment. When he was playing Torreira, he had an issue with creating goals, with scoring goals, okay? Again, over-reliance on Aubameyang, okay? So that's why he's pulled in Ceballos into the midfield. He's got to get the ball moving quicker. Torreira doesn't give you that. So I don't think it's... I think it's very uncomfortable for us not having Torreira now for the next couple of months. It's a ball ache we don't need. But I don't think he was going to be a first-team choice. At any no, time no, but I mean, it, but, 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 it, but if, when, if, when you're looking at, you know, but, but the, the point here is, you're looking at Guendouzi. Oh, great, he gives a shit he? he doesn't give you fuck all going forward. He gives you even less going backwards. And I agree with you. He did play very well second half, and he kept his head really well against Portsmouth. The, yeah, the thing, the thing is though, Jace, right? But, if we're if we're if we're if we're one if we're one up going into the last ten minutes, right? Which player in our entire squad would you bring on to add another body in the midfield? It was all it, it was always Torreira, right? Now, yeah, yeah. now who is it? I mean, we're going to miss him because we've got nobody who's going to show up the game with ten minutes to go. I, I agree with you, but we nobody in the entire that, squad. But I, I look at I look at Will Luck. We we want to be Arteta wants to play um, possession based football. So, you know, and, and I, you know, I, I do admire Ben Doozy in a lot of ways, okay? I just look <laughs> at what he offers you. And, and mm. same with Torreira. And I don't think it's right for what for what um, uh, Ateta wants. I look at Willock. Now, if, if Willock's driving the ball, eating up minutes, you know, he's got a way to develop yet. He's nowhere near as far down the line no. as the other guys. Um, you know, as, as Jace, 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 but answer, answer the question, mate. There's yeah. 10 minutes to go. We're winning one nil away at White Hart Lane, right? Who in our team would you like to bring on to show up the midfield? We Obviously, the first, the, right, the first right, choice, right. the first choice would be Torreira. We've got no Torreira now. Who are you going to bring on? I, I'd bring on a centre half, okay, and I'd pop Luis into DM because okay, he can play the ball. He can hold the ball, and more to the point, if they're pressing on you, that boy's got a long ball, which, you know, it's a killer at times. Right? But then you need pace on the wings, and you need to be able to utilise that. So, you know, the, I know it's not perfect. It is where we are. I'm gutted for Torreira because, you know, to be fair to this guy, him and Guendouzi, you can't fault their application. And, and, and the fact, yes, they make silly mistakes at times, but they, they, they're always brave. They always show. I, I, you've got, like I say, people have still got to remember that Gwen Doozy, not too long ago, right, wasn't even getting a game in the fucking second division in France. 
right now, you know, it's his, you know, he's, he's ever, doesn't huh? make him any good. He's, he's look, I, I've got to be honest. You still got to remember, he's a, you still got to remember, Chase. He's a, he's a very, very young player who's still maturing and still learning the game, and he's playing in a very, very hard position to learn. Yeah, but Gov, the attributes you need to succeed at that position, okay, so whether you're defensively astute, right, or, or you've got great, you know, you've got a great engine when B to B, you know, he's got no pace. He's one-dimensional, okay, in, 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 in his athleticism. You know, he, going forward, he offers you very little. He can't speed the game up. These are things, okay, he was a bargain price, okay, and we'd make money on him whenever we sell him at the moment, you know. But is he the answer going forward? Not for me. Well, no, I'm, like I say, he's a, he's a young player still learning his trade and still learning the position, Right, but, but, I mean, we've, got... we've 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 had we've had players in their mid twenties come over to us, right? Who are seasoned professionals and been playing in top leagues for top clubs, and not settled in as well as he has. So you've got you've still got to give him, like I say, again, this season is, is a season too early for him. Like yeah, like it's for a lot of our, like it's for a lot of our young players, but he's doing he's doing a job. He's not, though, is he? Because, no offense. Yes, he is. We're 10th, are we? Are we 10th? Yeah, we're 10th in the league. He's played the majority of the season in this team. And, no offense, you know, the game against Villa, he was magnificent. Against Spurs, he was outstanding. But other than that, there's been an awful that, lot that, of... That's what you get with young players, though, Chase. What you, you get with young players, and this is why Arteta's doing such a great job at the moment... Because Arteta's put, Arteta's pulling him in. Arteta's pulling him in and pulling him out. He's not playing him twice a week. Guendouzi needs that. He needs to be pulled in and pulled he out. Sold. He needs to be sold. He needs to be sold. He's not no, good enough for Arsenal team. He's not good if enough. He's, if his name was fucking Jones, you'd love him. <laughs> no, he just hasn't got the attributes. If it was, if it was, if it was Gwen Jonesy, <laughs> he, he hasn't got the attributes. <laughs> you look at Willock. You see something on the ball going forward. Okay, you you look at sort of um, other players. You know, they've all got something about them. There's key skills, right? Yeah, I can make the most of that. If shithousery is his key skill, he's kind of fucked, isn't he? He's more than that, though, Jace. Come on, mate. I don't think he is. I just don't. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, yeah, I think you both got certain points, but when you look at the fact that this season, I think I just looked up, Torreira has played 24 Premier League games, and of those 24 games, 16 of those games either come on or came off as a sub. Mm. So I don't think he's got much of a future. Although the, in most of the games where he's played 90 minutes were just before uh, Emery left. He had a run where I think he played six out of seven games. He played the full 90 minutes in the Premier League and since then. But he's had knocks and come back and forth from those, hasn't he? Right, we've been going for an hour and three quarters, which is three quarters now. Way too, too long, isn't it? Yeah. So I just want to say um, we missed out the thanks for the last few live shows. So uh, thanks to J. Rob Petito, Sam Roof, Michael Hun, Hanneman, Colo's Used Cars, Mention ABW, get a 0% family discount, Ed Loud, Alonzo Spencer, J. Rob, Michael Hanneman, Mark Davis, Michael Hernandez, J. Rob, Ed Loud, and Peter Ackers. Thank you very much for all of your donations. They will be spent uh, very badly on stuff that none of us need. I'm spending mine on dwarf strippers. 
well, actually, my mum's four, four foot ten is going to get her to come round with a hula skirt on. I didn't think that through. Oh. That sounded very wrong indeed. Right, oh. Ace, thank you very much for joining us tonight. And who's on the show on Saturday? It's me and you at the moment, pal. Oh, shit. I know. We've now, so we've got 400 people now, ABW, and we can only get two of us. I, I, I just I, I can't do I can't do Saturday nights, mate. Do you know what I mean, I'm going to be too busy. I'm going to be too busy watching the Greatest Dancer and The Voice and <laughs> eating the big fat Ruby Murray. <laughs> oh, damn! Oh, you, you've changed, you've changed your um, uh, your careers recently as well, haven't you? What's that? You changed your careers recently as well, didn't you? I've gone back to the original one, Joe. Oh, 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 it didn't. It didn't. Like it didn't last long. I, I. I can't. I can't help it, mate. The the local place, which it just like I say, I've eaten in a lot of very very nice curry houses over the years. And when we lived in Hoxton, you know, we would get we'd go up to Brick Lane for a curry, or we'd get a takeaway from various curry houses on Brick Lane delivered to us and stuff like that. All right, delivery. Get on with it. But I've got yeah, to say, yeah, my, yeah, lo- my, my, my local curry house is probably the best curry house that I've ever been in. Oh, Nicky Wilson said he's free. Yeah, so it's you and Nicky Wilson then, and we watch watching Wales England. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm a Chicken Madras fan, but the local one, the only one in oh. Goddy, recently got a one star. I mean, if you if you wipe your ass with your hands and then go and cook dinner, you get more than one star around this area. So, fuck oh. no, they're probably kicking it around on the floor. Disgrace you've just, got, you've, just got, you've just got you've just got to accept it. If you found a decent curry house, but one in four or five times you get the shits afterwards, <laughs> you've just got to say, right, look, you've just got to stick with it. You've just got to play roulette, mate. Just play roulette. Stick with it. Well, on those, uh, let's be having new words from Gav about, about fine dining. <laughs> so this Saturday, it looks like it's. Uh, it looks like I'll have to get out of bed. It's going to be Nicky Wilson. The, the Twitch superstar, there was two and a half thousand people watching Nick Wilson live today. There was nine. Oh, I was one of them, which is pretty good. So uh, people should go on to, on to Twitch and look for Nick Fights. I think that's N-I-C-K or N-I-K. It's probably N-I-C-K Fights. Go on there. Go and find him and uh, give him some, give a fellow gooner a little bit of support and wind him up. But he can only be on when Ellis isn't using the, the Norwich internet because you can't have two people on the internet at once. It doesn't work. Any final words of wisdom from either of you two? Are we giving gentlemen's nods? We're going to give gentlemen's nods. You can see why Jason has done this before. Jason, who would you like to nod? Let me guess, you've got about a dozen people followed <laughs> by an interesting story of when you were 12. Um, kind of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i tell you what, actually, it's Ray Fox. At Ray G. Fox. is um, uh, He's just top man. There you go. It's Ray. Gav. You got and Mark J. Fine. Mark J. Fine as well. Mark Fine. Every time Mark Fine does a run, he listens to us and tells us the speed and the time. And In fact, we're, we're going to read it out. We're going to go and find his thing. There you go, Mark Fine. Treadmill, 59 minutes, 6 miles, 6 miles an hour, an elevator, 0 degrees elevation. He's getting too old for this. 751 calories whilst listening to Portsmouth New Arsenal 2. And he's put getting the endurance up gradually. There you go. It's not easy, is it, Mark? As Chris has recently found out, Gav, who do you want to say hello to? Can I just tell a little story? Oh Jesus Christ! Go on, I'll get comfy. No, seriously, I'll, I'll do it as quickly as possible. Yeah, I've heard that before. Well, okay, right. No, uh, so when I was growing up and we first started going to the local pub on our estate, there was a fellow in there who used to play for West Ham, 
uh, a fella called John Charles. And he's sort of like in the pool room. He'll be the first getting the uh, the killer game going on the pool room and, you know, a little bit of jiggery-pokery. But he always sort of kept an eye out for, for us lads. One of my mates actually was his next-door neighbour. So, you know, we all sort of got on and all had a laugh and a joke. Anyway, I found out today he was the first black player to represent England uh, at any level. He was a youth player for England uh, in the 1960s. Uh, the gentleman passed away in 2002, which is very sad. But, yeah, no, like I said, it's just a shame he's not really getting the... When they talk about the first black players to play for you know, in the premiership and first black players to play for England. He doesn't get any of the sort of credit that he deserves. I think he played 146 games for West Ham. I tweeted today a picture of him uh, fighting for the ball with uh, Frank McClintock at Highbury, which I thought was a lovely picture. But yeah, today really, I've just been sort of thinking about him. He was, you know, he was he was just one of the he was the face of the pub if you know what I mean. He was a lovely gentleman, always laughing, always supplying the jokes, you know, always getting the killer going and getting us young boys involved with, you know, the other the other lads inside the pub. So uh, yeah, like I say, it would just be nice if if one day the FA would recognise him really uh, for being like I say the first the first black player to play for uh, to play for England at, at any level. There you go. What a nice way to end the show. And yeah, that's it. I've uh, my, I think my my gentleman's nod is gonna go to Glenn, who is at Glenn D I T M. That's double N in there somewhere. He had planned to come on the show and do it yesterday because uh, he was free, but then my computer went went wonky. And I messaged him earlier to say we're doing one tonight, can you make it? And he hasn't got back to me. So when he listens to the show, he's gonna be kicking himself because he's probably sat around all day um waiting, pining for you then. Pining well, for your words, whispering it, in his ear roll. I wouldn't be, uh, yeah, moaning about the TV series Viking. That's what we've been moaning about. He's, he's a fan of the series Viking as well. Right, people. What are you what? Mo- how can you mo- moaning about that? I'll ask, tell me afterwards. I love well, that series. Tell me afterwards. Uh, no one gives a fuck about Russia. That's got nothing to do with Vikings. So, and the, all, the, all the best characters have been killed off, and I've not seen whether Floki is back yet. <sighs> Just ruined it. Floki. But again, they always do that, don't they? I've got two episodes. Yeah, I love Floki. Yes, right. Thank you very much for your time, Jace and Gav. Thank you for all of your support, but we still love you. Uh, thank you to everybody who joined us for this uh, unplanned live show. Now that we're no longer in Lewatha Gap, as Arsene Wenger is calling it, we will probably be doing shows on Thursdays now. Unless we're playing on a Friday, then it'll be on a Wednesday. So we'll have back-to-back shows. Oh, but, <laughs> but Thursdays seem to be a good day for a lot of people. So, uh, yeah, might go back to like the old days we did them on a Thursday because we played Champions League on a Tuesday and a Wednesday. Great days, Gav. Great days, Jace. Right, say oh. goodbye to the boys and girls at home. Uh, take care, all. Good to see you. Yeah, yeah nice nice one. Sorry for the fun the road to actually have to hear my voice again. Cheer <laughs> up, mate. I, I, won't, I, I promise you I won't be on for at least another two days. Yeah. Right, he, he loves a good divert shoulders, doesn't he? Papa roasted me the other day, didn't he? Do you know what I mean? Oh, fuck Gab's on. I might turn it off. Do you know what I mean? Not Cheers, mate. first time you've been roasted, is it, Pat? Oh. <laughs> as soon as I scored that goal, I was fucking livid. Splendid business.
quitando 